0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Here tonight, it's Ian, Aria, and Conan. There was a blood moon this morning. Was there really? It was a blood moon, and it was just, what well, I mean, what, what are the chances? Oh,
2: this, what? These, the chances are 100%. That at some point, there would be a blood moon on an election day.
1: Yeah, like in the next 130 years, I think, is the next one it'll be on an election day. By the way, it is if, if, if our empire is still holding elections on Tuesday, on the second Tuesdays of the mirror.
2: Well, that's exactly it. As long as the and sorry, by the way, and...
1: I think we. I think we introduced. I thought ourselves. we did I too, but remember. I don't remember. I'm, I'm so distracted. I'm Conan. Talk about Conan. blood moons. What's right. up with that?
3: What is a blood moon, Conan? It's
1: just a full moon that happens to hit the the hit the sun just right, mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 an eclipse, and it turns red. Mm-hmm. It looks bloody red.
3: Does that mean that the Republicans are going
1: to
2: sweep in?
1: And that's the uh, 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 a a maga a maga takeover. <laughs> I hope
2: not, because I ran as a Republican. I, I don't know, Matt. I don't i I don't think it's a sure thing even here in Keene for the Democrats to really do that well. I mean yeah, I'm interested to see what the results sure. are going to be
1: well, it's well <laughs> they they they've already come out and says, don't trust the results and don't get mad whenever that doesn't go your way. Oh, dude and, I and, thought- and, oh, oh oh and and be prepared to wait to be four days later. I mean, it used to be we'd find out that evening. Now it's we like, yeah, well,
3: in the same night. I Pennsylvania, mean,
1: Arizona. I mean, you hear all the 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 polling stations that are that are down in Arizona. I Do we something. care
2: who gets elected to the Senate for no. Arizona? I don't I mean, care
3: who gets elected at the federal level at all. Yeah, I really have I have no concern whatsoever, and it's it's been really just so annoying over the past several days to have people here in New Hampshire uh, Republicans desperately trying to get libertarians like me to vote for their candidates yep, yep. and they are really really desperate
1: voted, well, they're I not getting for, my vote i voted for one republican well I've, well I,
2: I didn't vote for any actual Republican. out of like, for out, of like 15, for out of like
1: 15 who, options 15 republicans to vote for i voted for one but I know, one I know the I guy for. he's a friend of mine and he's, yeah. he's a good there, guy
2: there
3: was one i voted for there was one guy who came door to door here uh, which is unusual like i don't remember the last time a candidate came door to door in Keene, or at least came to my door and this guy came to the door he knew who i he knew who i was i didn't recognize him but uh, but apparently it was the first time we'd met and so of course i asked him about independence and, obviously and i said well you know regardless of how you feel about secession do you think the people of New Hampshire should be able to vote on this topic? And he said that he thought that it should be put to
2: a vote. But would Good. he be willing to, uh, you know, codify that and put that in writing at the state house? I didn't hammer him that hard on because I that imagine question. there's a lot of Republicans who'd be like, well, of course. But then yeah. when you put that vote actually in the front, they go, oh no, there's only 13 people voting yes in, on in this. a room
1: in a room full of his peers. Yeah.
2: What happened was
3: back in January, there was the Libertarian Party Convention, and the convention is where the Libertarians choose their nominees. So Republicans and Democrats are used to doing this with taxpayer dollars. That's what happens at the primary, right? Multiple Republicans or Democrats run for a particular seat. The primary happens. Taxpayers pay for the whole election process to happen, and then they get their general election ballot uh, choice. That doesn't happen with libertarians because we're not a major party in New Hampshire. And so, therefore, ours happens at a at a convention. So, at this convention that any libertarian party member in New Hampshire is free to attend, they don't have to pay to attend this particular convention. They can show up. They can nominate who they want to. And then they, you know, if there's more than one right. of them, they could give a speech or whatever. And, uh, and then the, the room of people who attends can vote on who that person is. When And the Sarwarks were there. Nick Sarwark, who listeners probably don't know who that is, that's the former chairman of the National Libertarian Party. He moved to New Hampshire a few years back.
2: I used to like and support him. I, when he ran for uh, for chair the most recent time, I supported him because he seemed like a nice, genuine guy who cared about the Libertarian Party. But everything he's done in the last two years since he's moved here, it's Demonstrate demonstrated otherwise yeah.
3: well i'm sure he would say that he does care about the libertarian party and he doesn't like the direction it's gone so he decided to field some alternative candidates
1: he you,
2: your side lost man
1: yeah. <laughs> by, by splitting it by splitting well, the vote right. amongst but two libertarians he,
3: he did it in a sneaky way he didn't field his candidates at the party convention where they would have had to have debated the other candidates and been voted upon by the other party members what he did was He's fairly wealthy. He's a successful attorney and car salesman, used car salesman. There you go.
1: There's your problem right there. two
3: worst possible careers uh, combined. But what he did was— no kidding. (laughs) He funded outside activists, paid activists, to come here and do the work to get his candidates on the ballot. Because remember, as a libertarian or any third-party member here in New Hampshire— and in many other states, it's very difficult to get on the ballot. Here you have to get thousands of valid signatures in order to get a gubernatorial candidate on the ballot. So how is he going to do it? When when the local libertarians are backing this other lady, Karlyn Borshenko for governor and for Jeremy Kaufman for U.S. Senate, how are you going to round up the volunteer help when there's no actual schism within the party? There's no actual people who want to volunteer for your dark horse candidates or whatever you want to call them he literally hired people from outside of the state to come here and do the petitioning disgusting as i understand it he i got a phone call from a guy at one point who was what was he trying to do i think he was just promoting the campaign like asking for donations that kind of thing like hey so-and-so is running for governor and uh, we, we need your help you know was there anything else that you guys wanted to share about your your experience out there at the polls today
1: you know when i create my new government we're going to do away with this mail-in voting. We're going to do away with this same-day registrating. What's is, this wrong is, with
3: same-day registration? It's man. just
1: as Arya just mentioned, if you really care about your community, you will not wait till the day of unless you have an example like for example, you just moved in last a lot of w- last like Wednesday. That. Bull crap. College students getting probably getting A's for the day, just, you know, as credit for going to vote. I'll just come, just come back with your I voted sticker, and you get an A.
3: Why shouldn't procrastinators be allowed to vote?
1: Procrastinators out? need to suffer like the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, but if you don't I'm care, a
2: procrastinator, about, dude, I'm,
1: you, I'm top, I'm top of the tree when it comes to procrastination. But I have I registered many many weeks before my first vote here in Keene, you know, a decade ago.
3: See, here's the thing: all the fear mongering about that you usually hear from Republicans, by the way, when it comes to same day voting or voting without ID and all this. Despite all that fear-mongering, New Hampshire is still the freest place of all the 50 states. It's got a slow growth to the government here. We're slowing it down even more by bringing in uh, free staters and liberty activists here. I just don't buy that New Hampshire having open voting, actually some of the uh, the you know least restrictive voting systems, has actually harmed it in any way, shape, or form. I don't and, and buy I'm gonna, it.
1: And I'm going to take it to the next level, too. Only property owners can vote.
3: All right, that's not a bad proposal. That's not a bad proposal at all. And same day voter registration for property owners. How about that?
1: Property owners, all they have to you walk in with your with your deed, the <laughs> deed of your, your property. You bought it last Wednesday. I hadn't had time to go up to the to the clerks and register, but hey, here's the deed to my damn property and my ID. And say this is me. This is me, John Smith. I own this. Good to go. You get the vote. Go See, go right I, ahead.
2: I would rather. I don't think we need to do any of that. I, I, just open it up online. Let people. Let's make it. It's like it's uh it's like steroids in sports right you you know people are going to use steroids and they're going to cheat okay Mm -hmm. so just open it up and let people do steroids if that's what they want to do i mean we know the election is going to be fraudulent we we know that better than anyone so let's let's just take the rails off and let it be as fraudulent as it wants to be and the governor who cheats the best with and gets 18 trillion
1: votes will be the one who wins they claim that if they can get Rand Paul in a seat, a, 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 top of the head, top of the house, what's the, what's the title?
3: Uh, the third? third uh, the third
1: in Rome. Yeah. Anyways, sec- if he, I don't
3: know.
1: Anyways, if they could get him house in speaker. there. House Speaker. House Speaker. If they can get him in there, then he'll go after. Uh,
3: why would anyone believe
2: they would give Rand he'll Paul go after, House Speaker? Because
1: he's already given Fauci a hard time. Yeah,
2: why but would, they, why believe- would they make him? He, well, he's in the Senate anyway. He can't be the House Speaker. It, he can uh, be the Senate. They, they the were, that is in the they Senate, were yeah. thinking about adding him to some board or making him chairman of some board or whatever or some. That's
3: about as high as that guy's ever going to go. He, yeah, you know, he, I mean, he's not as principled as his father or anything like that, but he's still the troublemaker or whatever. As far as you know, more likely to vote no on stuff. Uh, they're not going to give him any kind of
1: power. But Ari, you, you've said that these are the guys, these top heads that aren't even elected, are the ones who've made our who made the last two years extremely difficult for us. Yes. Except I don't blame them. I blame the people who went along with them, That's absolutely who followed true. those orders and just went along to get along. The, the people who honestly believed Fauci and the other ones—they were the, the go-alongers. Those are the ones who I fear and who I have an ish, if, issue with.
3: That's well, absolutely true. That uh, if it weren't for obedience, if it weren't for the people who just did what they were told. The tyranny would not have lasted. It would not have gone nearly as bad as it did. They would have undone a bunch of the stuff that they were trying to do if they had mass noncompliance. But we don't live in that society. We live in a society full of sheep who are doing everything they're told, and that includes the Republicans and the Democrats. And it's important to point out that Fauci was there under Trump. Fauci's been there for like 40 years, basically, like, you know lifelong decades. bureaucrat
2: lifelong ruler
3: yeah basically you know as my entire lifetime that guy has been in the federal government in these you know positions so the whole idea that all oh, the republicans are going to change things you got to vote for the republicans and then all of a sudden inflation's going to get under control these people are deluding themselves And they do it every four years, every six years or whatever. They are constantly falling for the same tricks.
1: Same as the old boss.
3: Yeah, and I don't know if this will ever change. It's going to all have to come crashing down. That's the only solution. It doesn't
2: seem like it's going to change, man, because... As I pointed out, the last two years were substantially different from any previous year. Like it was readily apparent that the people in charge wasn't Trump. Trump Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything about the CDC or Fauci. He argued with them publicly on occasion. And yet they have fired Fauci. No, I don't think so. The, there's I mean, some, the head of the executive branch. There's some bureaucratic positions that are beyond, and Jeffrey Tucker did a thing about this, mm-hmm. I don't remember now what it was called, but they're beyond the ability of the president or anyone to actually just fire them. I mean,
3: he can't fire the head of the executive branch, or rather the, uh, the judicial branch, but if it's an executive office, he has the ability to fire them. When I pointed out to these people, like, you guys are crazy if you think <laughs> that this is going to do something because all you have to do is look at the republicans when they were in charge during trump and when they were in charge during bush when they had the house they had the senate they had the presidency right you got total control of the federal government you so called small government republicans cuz they always talk a good game about small government this and small government that and liberty this and liberty so it comes that whatever, to the military not in and the cops Well, of course not. But let's just, you know, that's what they say. But then when it actually comes time to do something, when they actually have total control, there's no excuse. They can't point to the other side and say, well, we just can't get it passed because Biden's in the way. No, you had Trump. You had Bush. You could have passed anything you wanted to. And yep. what would you do? You made the government bigger than it ever was before. You made it more oppressive. You created the Department of Homeland Security. You went to war. You, you Fill in the blanks. There's so many big government things that happen under these Republican administrations. Obviously, the Democrats also make the government bigger. But yep. the whole idea that the, the Republicans are all of a sudden going to get in there and do the thing they never did when they had the opportunity to do so in the last 20 years is pure
2: delusion. And, the, and then when you bring this up to those people, they just completely ignore it. Well, these people are so insane that Donald Trump could, and he's expected to announce his presidency campaign next week. Mm. But he could run on a platform of draining the swamp, promise that he's going to go in there and drain the swamp. He's going to knock people around. He's going to set he's Washington D.C. straight. I thought serious. that I thought that was his campaign right. promises last time. I know again. that's what I'm saying. He could do that again, and yep. these same people they I'll would follow right yep. for say, "Oh, this time he's going to drain the swamp."
1: Well, they're, well, they're crazy now, now. He knows. Now now that he's been in the swamp he's he was clomping along in his boots and his stick
2: and he now, he's, now
1: he's now he's figured out where all the swamp it took monsters him are. Four years took him to four years it And out. now he's got right. a plan. Yeah, now when he that's goes it. back in, he's going to be able to attack him immediately. Yeah,
3: that's it. Sure.
1: This time. <laughs> it this scares time. me how accurate that's going to
2: be <laughs> yeah. to what they're actually saying. But the no, 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 no. Is, that's what they're saying.
1: That's what they're That's exactly what they're saying. What do you
2: want to bet the same week that Trump
3: announces his campaign for president that the Department of Justice announces criminal charges? Because the theory is that they were waiting until after the election to actually charge Trump.
1: That's that's so obviously What's what? corrupt. What's what now? So the same stuff? It's the or thing is something that they new?
3: raided his house for. Remember, they took all those files or whatever, and he wasn't supposed to have certain confidential files. That was,
1: that. was Trump, Like I said before, Trump orchestrated that. The okay. FBI was just the FBI was just coming by to get some papers, and he made sure that he wasn't there. So you don't
3: think they're going to charge him? I
1: don't think they got anything. I think, I think they were just picking stuff up. I think there's a decent chance. And he he turned it into a fiasco. Look, look, they did to me. Look, they raided me. Da, 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 da.
3: Mm, I think they're looking for evidence. Conan, uh, let's change gears here. You've been wanting to talk about chemicals.
1: I think this is important. This is something that um, I think that we are going to be hearing a whole lot about. This is uh, something that has been leaching into our industry and our food and our water and our environment and it's not something that goes away it's called a forever chemical for a reason it Mm. stays around it gets into things and then it gets into us and it's not good for you
3: don't most uh
2: things have a half-life Yes, correct. When he, when he says forever, there's no way he means literally forever, right? Like just, everything does have a, even uranium and things like that have half-lives. Absolutely. they just really long half lot, But a
1: lot longer than your lifespan. Mm-hmm. So these get okay. into your body, into your liver, into your bloodstream, into your brain, mm-hmm. and uh, it could affect you. I mean, this is, you know, they've done studies- are these, uh,
3: are these names we will hear, like we know when you say the names of the chemicals, or is this like some completely this is, off the wall? The,
1: all right, so I uh, say the forever chemicals are per- and polyfluorinated fluorinated alkyl substances, also okay. known as forever chemicals.
2: So no, not something we would that's what, recognize. That's what
3: PFA stands for.
1: Correct. P-F-A-S. Okay.
2: But it doesn't even have to be a forever chemical for this to happen. It just has to be replenished or something that we are regularly putting into the environment, like the estrogen that is making the the fish trans. Yeah. And, you know, you laugh at uh, Alex Jones for talking about gay frogs, and, you know, that is a bit silly, but there are scientific studies that show that the estrogen that we're dumping into the oceans, it is making fish trans. And it's not, and estrogen isn't going to stay in the ocean forever. But if we're just regularly putting it out there, then it's going to have the same effect as if it did last. Forever. Right, well, this I've stuff, heard.
1: this stuff does last for a, a while, and it's not like minerals that are that you drink in your regular, uh, you know, uh, well water. This
3: is some sort of human concoction, is what you're
1: saying. These are this these are synthetic. Yes, where very, do they come from? They, it, from the industry, the industry creates them. They're mm-hmm. synthetic. They're man made, uh, and they're there's they're in they have intentions. They're used for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get into. So this is so the PFAs cover a large family of forever chemicals, uh, a family of four thousand seven hundred highly persistent chemicals that do not occur in nature. P- PFAs are the most persistent synthetic chemicals to date. They hardly degrade in nature in the natural environment and have been found in the blood and breast milk of people and wildlife all around the world.
2: And they are not naturally occurring, is that correct? So every instance of these chemicals is synthesized, it is produced by human beings?
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. A 2021 study has found that PFAS chemicals are being used in disposable food packaging from popular fast food chains, takeaway restaurants, and supermarkets across Europe and the U.S. What are BPAs used in? BPA's are used in a wide range of consumer products due to their ability to repel both grease and water, including in the paper uh, and cardboard food packaging uh, from like takeaway containers, mm. popcorn bags, pizza boxes, ready-made cakes, etc. Uh, in non-stick cookware, in textiles, uh, mostly waterproof and outdoor clothing and equipment.
3: So are the BPAs also part of these PFA or PF? What were they called? PFAs? I,
1: I do believe they're part of the family. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
3: I've heard of the BPAs.
1: before. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone has at this mm-hmm. at this point. In fact, they've been they have been eliminating them from the uh, from the from really
3: from packaging
1: from food mm-hmm. food pa- or food plastics. Okay. I'm sure they're still using it in other things and other types of plastics. But like I said, I don't think you should be using any. I don't think you should be eating from any plastic. Period. Huh. Especially water bottles. They say, they (laughs) say
3: plastic water bottles all the time. I know. Bonnie gets on me for it.
1: They say the big thing now is just don't reuse it, because this poor is number one. It's uh, the plastic is number one, and it's supposed to be like porous, Mm -hmm. so it can like get bacteria and stuff in there after you if you reused it.
4: Yeah,
1: like you said, I I don't know, man. I don't. (laughs) I don't trust any of it. Glass, stainless steel. That's that's it.
2: If you're so worked up about this stuff that you're worried about a few molecules of plastic getting to your body, you're gonna die anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. Like I,
3: my viewpoint is, I mean, normally I got like a Contigo, which is actually a metal container for what I drink. But that's when I'm around the house. But it's it's hard to bring that places. It's just much easier to throw a plastic water bottle in your back pocket. Like I'd rather have water than not it's, have water. It's cumulative. If you don't drink it's cumulative water, every single day. I mean,
1: one time. That's all right. But I mean, every single day of your life, you're drinking two or three of those. It's it's a few
2: molecules of plastic each day. I mean, yeah, it might add up, right? But you're far more likely the average American eats like a credit card worth of plastics every year. I mean, the the water, the molecules coming off of that are a drop in the ocean.
1: And where does that go whenever you're done with it?
2: I don't care. It goes goes
1: into a landfill, which eventually seeps into your water supply so that we're, we're we're all being affected by this, this mass production <laughs> so of, of, of synthetic plastics.
2: That's what it means to be a human being in 2022. We have
3: Robert on the line calling us from Maine. You're on Free Talk Live, Robert. Hey,
5: guys. Hey. Uh, here over next door in Maine, we have a big uh, PFAS problem, PFAS we call them,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and what was happening was uh, people were drinking their water bottles and ingesting the PFAS,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and they go to the bathroom, and it goes to the sewage plant, and all that sewage is treated, and then had all the sludge, which is organic matter, so they encouraged farmers to take it and spread it on their fields, and now it's showing up in dairy cattle and milk, uh, vegetables, all these farms are now contaminated, their fields, after mm-hmm. spreading contaminated sludge for years over their farms.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's the same here in New Hampshire. It's the same in, in Vermont. Vermont's making a big deal about it where they're basically yeah. asking the farmers to say, hey, look, we have too much sludge. Please come and get it. And sludge is the processed human waste, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah. going on these crops. And they're like, and some some states are like, no, nah, you can't put this on organic food or we can't classify it as organic. But you can put it uh, on your corn that you're feeding to your cows. The only problem is guess <laughs> what? it going into the corn and then it's going into the cows and the cows are Owl. being milked and or eaten yep. and it's still going into the humans. So this stuff, when I say it's forever, it doesn't just break it's down forever. in the body. It stays and it goes through the breast milk and it gets into you and Okay,
3: so what are you going to do about it then? It well, sounds like you're
2: screwed.
1: Well, the first part, the first step is we have to have this conversation. We okay. have to let people know that this is this is out there and it's actually affecting you
2: that that's going to be my primary question because i'm not convinced that it's having any effect like sure we can study and see that it's there but whether or not it's actually having any effect on people's health or their bo- bodies or their livelihoods human beings are living longer than ever What do you have I, I, to
1: I, actually this year the human lifespan has decreased by one year
3: what do you have to say about it
2: robert
5: well uh, it's a big problem here and it pops up in the news and the papers every so often and yeah, they're looking into it about health problems. And mostly these poor farmers, now their farms are ruined. They don't know what to do with them all. They can't graze on it. They can't grow on it. They, some guy had to get rid of all his cattle. All his, his milk cows. So yeah,
3: it's it's a big deal. Well, in I mean, wouldn't this be happening everywhere? It's not just shouldn't it just not be affecting Maine? But wouldn't this be happening on all farms all over the place?
1: It, well, it depends on the it depends on the legislators who actually are, are attacking. I'm, I'm I'm I take it in Maine they're 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 making this a, a big deal and they're actually preventing farmers from doing business that have been affected by this the sludge. Yeah.
2: Classic example of government overreach.
1: Well, no, no, no. This is another, and I I haven't gotten to this point yet, but I don't trust these people who are coming up and making a huge deal out of this because Mm -hmm. what does it really come down to? It comes down to getting rid of cows who have been affected by this Mm -hmm. uh, and cattle and food that have been affected by this and what's the the main ingredient in plastic? Petroleum. Petroleum.
3: I just saw the other day, uh, probably two days ago, I saw a video online of some guy with like some sort of air-compressed paint canister that he was walking along the Bank of England's front area and just spraying the hell out of their walls with like bright orange paint. Now, I mean, was I it just spray
1: bad. paint? It was something else? Something other?
3: It was... Like it wasn't spray paint per se. He had like some crazy canister that had some. I don't know how it was. Wait, wait. This was was but, this
1: like a government worker or like an activist? No, like
3: an activist. And he was just painting the hell out of the Bank of England with orange spray paint, just walking all up and down. You the, sure
1: it wasn't tomato soup? Because that's what they're using these days. They're they're splashing. It, it was on the, really bright. They're I don't splashing think it, it, it on the. Soup. They're splashing it on the paintings and whatnot. I
3: mean, it could have been, but it was. It looked like bright orange paint to me. But anyway, he's making this big mess, and then the camera, who's following him he walks off and then the camera follows over to another woman who's got like a spray can and she is spraying uh stop oil or something like that something real simple something very anti-oil and of course as you're referencing there's these people going into art galleries yep. and they're throwing up potatoes on a paintings they're gluing their hands to uh to paintings they soup tomato soup on paintings like they're just destroying artwork
1: and these are the young kids who have been taught at a very young age that the world is going to end in now mm-hmm. i guess it's what like nine ten years They're torture victims, and
2: I can't blame them for being traumatized by what their parents and society did to them. However, on the subject of these PFAs or what... PFAS
1: or PFAs, I don't know how to say it. Mm.
2: I have a hard time taking it seriously because two years ago, everyone was freaking out about this cold that was going around, and... Everyone locked down. They changed society wait, 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 in order wait, wait, wait. to
1: deal with it. Yeah, but Arya, I wasn't freaking out about that. No, but you I weren't. am not But I am concerned about this.
2: But I, I, as a skeptic, I don't have any reason to believe that this is any different from that. It's just people freaking out about it. Instead of COVID nineteen, now it's PFAS.
1: Except, 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 no one is talking about. Have you heard about this from anything? you've heard of bpas I've heard right Ian? Of BPAs, but yeah. have you ever heard about the forever chemicals ever
3: no but they don't it doesn't surprise me the
1: caller we just talked to and apparently it's all over maine because maine is yeah some legislators in maine have actually started to uh, uh, crap down on the uh the farmers well, so some, so that's some, that's when you start noticing that when the farmers start coming out some u.s states locked down before new hampshire did too
2: just because we weren't the first to mm-hmm. lock down didn't mean that COVID 19 was serious or not serious
3: yeah. Renee is on the line in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live, Renee.
6: Yeah, I want to make two comments. One's about China and fentanyl. One's about that plastic stuff. All right. The plastic society, because we have spa with the lightweight qualities and the variety of plastic, we're we're facilitators to, uh, I'd say, I'm just using my imagination and being derogatory, the plastic cartel and the plastic cartel makes millions of dollars. There's supposedly some good plastics out there that don't bleed poisons. But for mm. the most part, plastics should not be anywhere around food.
1: Mm. I agree. Clothing,
6: machinery. But because it turns into microplastics, it gets into the food source, it gets into your body, causes cancer. It's like plastic, according to the properties you have, cause four different maladies. One being cancer. I forgot the three others.
1: Mm. A liver damage. A... Say again? It's real bad for your liver.
6: Hmm. Yeah, it, it, and it's and people complain. They're not going back to the old days with glass bottles and glass containers, which mm-hmm. crack and were heavy, and you have to be physically fit to move all this stuff around. You already got to be physically fit to move around water bottles, but they're lighter. People don't want to go back to the heavy stuff. They're at cancer, I think. And be healthy and have glass bottles
2: I don't think it's the weight that really bothers me like if I had an option between a glass bottle and a plastic bottle that were if they were identical in size and shape i I'm not sure the additional weight of the glass would really bother me. Well,
3: of course, as he pointed out, glass is more likely to break. If you drop a glass bottle, you've got a big mess to clean up. If you drop a plastic bottle, the only mess is if you happen to have it uncapped, right? And when when you're done
1: with the plastic bottle, you just throw it in the trash. You don't have to take it back home with you.
3: Right. You know, I think that a lot of this is getting really concerned over something that we still don't really know what is going to happen with. Although, I think ultimately, if people aren't living as long, they really need to look at their habits more so than anything else. I think you're going to have a bigger problem on your hands if all you're drinking is soda.
1: All the time. Oh, absolutely. Drinking I mean, some
3: water out of a damn plastic water bottle. I mean, that's why Americans are fat, and that's why they're dying and having heart attacks. Absolutely, right?
1: like, you have to look at all of the problems, all the big, the bigger picture. But I mean, but I am, I am trying. I'm, I am looking at all of these different. Uh, elements that could be affecting me, my lifespan, and I'm getting off of the industrial grid, as you would, as you mm-hmm. could say.
2: However, the, because of the prevalence of PFAS in all manner of food and stuff, uh, you can't.
6: About China and Chitano, Uh I mean, you know, I'm not gonna do like uh, uh, how you call that uh, singer, the one that made the the remarks. Gay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 do pull I'm a yay, yay on the
1: on the don't pull a yay.
6: I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to do that but on the history channel some some Asiatic cultures have like revenge practices on historical events instead of fresh events. And uh, and dealing uh, dealing with the Chinese if you look at Chinese history and American and British history at one time with of course I'm sure Chinese gangster Facilitators and and you know entrepreneurs, they had the boxer rebellion because British businessmen bought uh, poppies and made cocaine and it it like wrecked a whole bunch of the Chinese.
1: I've heard this theory. Population. I've heard this theory, Renee. I know what you I know where you're going with this. The
3: poppies would be for heroin, yeah, but yeah. yes, yeah. go
6: ahead. No, the theory. The theory being is that because historically the English, the Marine Corps, British Marine Corps. And uh, the American Marine Corps defeated the Chinese nationalists when they're upset about that happening to their population. Maybe they're also historically trying to get enjoying it as a revenge tactic, screwing us with uh, opiates.
2: Well, and even if that's true, the really simple solution here would be to legalize opiates.
7: Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for... For veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government, there may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037
3: let's go to mark edge our co-host calling from i didn't have a chance to ask you mark where are you tonight
2: i
5: don't reveal my uh, whereabouts.
2: <laughs> uh, you've been like revealing
1: that. your whereabouts <laughs> for the last week you on post, facebook you um, post pictures on facebook and insta all the t- damn time yeah, i'm
3: pretty sure you posted something really oh, interesting recently. You people for my trap i don't post
5: those pictures until after i leave
3: smart
1: <laughs> you got it very
3: clever you well, he was, so so he was most recently in Prague.
1: He was in Prague, yeah. How true. else are we going to be stay connected I'm with you, Mark? And... You're just like my family, man. I don't get to talk to 40. them, but I get to see their, picture, their, their Christmas pictures. <laughs>
4: Thank you. So
1: what All are you calling about?
5: Um, my question is, I'm watching the election results come in, and congratulations on uh, retaining Sununu. Um, and I want to know, like, what's the free stater opinion on the election like what am i supposed to be rooting for what's liberty want out of this election in new hampshire
1: well we were kind of get that we wanted that four percent from a libertarian four percent
2: from what i'm seeing it's not going to happen the last i looked at jeremy kaufman he was at like 2.1 and it seemed to be trending down. and
1: what about the government governor options neither
2: is
3: breaking one percent wow yeah not so great there.
1: Mark, I know exactly where you're going with this, and I and I agree. I was driving to the polls today, and I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Just wasting 15, 20 <laughs> minutes of my life just doing this? Is just dumb.
2: I only went because I wanted to help Carlin Boroshenko and Jeremy Coffin. Those were the only elections I really cared about because those were the ones where it could matter, right? We only have to get to 4%. That's not a terribly high threshold. It's an achievable threshold. Let's put it that way. And me going to vote actually made a little difference toward hitting that threshold, an inconsequential difference. But, you know, it helps to have libertarians out there doing that sort of thing. That's why I did it. But as far as any hope that we were going to achieve liberty... Liberty is never going to be won at the ballot box.
3: No doubt. Yeah, we need to get more liberty activists to migrate here. You know, Whether they join the Free State Project or not is obviously up to them. But I think as far as what liberty-minded people can take away from this election is still we don't know because it's too early, right? Like the polls literally just closed here an hour and a half ago. We're still getting initial results right now. There's only about 10 or 20 percent, depending on which ones you look at, reporting.
4: We're about
5: 15 years into the Free Project and I think we could start drawing some conclusions. You know, I'm looking at the election results. It looks like Maggie Hassan may squeak by. She may not. You know, maybe tomorrow I look foolish. Um, but either way, it looks like it's going to be close between this uh, bulldog guy and Maggie Hassan.
3: Doesn't look
2: close right now. It's
5: governor. sixty
1: to forty. In whose favor?
5: Hassan. Uh, there's not. But what's
3: what's the percentage
5: in?
1: Fifteen
3: percent.
2: Yeah, but one of the things I've – and uh, you've been watching elections longer than I have, certainly, Mark. But one of the things I've noticed is that the early results are almost indicative of what the final results are. Even though only 1% is reported, that percentage, that 60 to 40, that's pretty much going to be the end results once 100% have reported as well.
5: Well, I think that there's uh, – the the history isn't that great of a teacher on this one because – things really sort of changed with the pandemic and the way that uh, voting systems worked around yep. the United States. So we don't have a lot of information. And one thing that we can say is that early voters tend to be Democrats because the Republicans always think the fix is in. So they want to vote day day out. Somehow well, we don't have early
3: with, voting, uh, voting in New in. Hampshire. just for the, for the record.
5: Yep. I know. I, uh, I several times couldn't vote at my town meeting because I happen to be out of town on that day.
3: Yeah, actually, and we were talking about this earlier. New Hampshire apparently scored the most difficult state of all 50 states in which to vote, interestingly.
2: Although they well, did have uh, mail-in ballots, I'd, so, I'd because— as, There's absentee. I'd put that okay. as
5: reason number one on the 101 reasons why uh, New Hampshire should be— I free. agree. I, that was um, my
1: argument, Mark. I agree with you.
5: Because, with you let everybody vote, a whole bunch
3: of morons vote. Um,
5: but yeah,
2: that, that's why democracy anyway. sucks. Okay, so what were you saying? I mean,
3: were you trying to say that these uh, you know, these uh these federal elections matter because I don't think anybody here agrees yeah. with that. Well, they do matter.
5: Yeah, well, you you absolutely do care about federal elections. <laughs> absolutely not. No, no we don't
3: because they they I don't change a, the underlying bureaucrats behind them. I don't give one whit about what happens uh, at the federal elections. Okay, let me finish. Okay. Um, Tell us what we think. The Mark. federal
5: election is only a statewide election. There are no federal elections. I would like to, you to consider for a second that the Free State Project and its adherents, libertarians posing as the uh, Democrats and Republicans in New Hampshire have limited political capital. Right. And that they should use it, if they wish to be successful, they should use that political capital wisely rather than using it
3: foolishly. Well that's uh, obviously my, up to judgment as far as proposal. what's wise and what's foolish but clearly most of them and are playing the game most of them why. are doing exactly what you're saying they're they're watering down their viewpoint they're playing the game and they're being very uh slow with how they're approaching things with thankfully though we have a few people who are willing to actually take a risk and put put something principled forward so I think we need all of, all the approaches
5: well, maybe um, Well, that's what you think. But I think that otherwise, I think that those people. OK, well, you don't live here anymore. Actually, I, um, oh, well, of course, you should attack me based on that. I shouldn't have an opinion about. How you can it have an opinion, but why would
3: anybody any respect it?
5: One of the reasons I left New Hampshire is because of what we're talking about right now. There's too many clowns messing everything up, pooping in the punch bowl, and you guys are going to lose as a result you're not going to be able to pull it off. Oh, who of are, the, who are the clowns? Far more worried put on a
4: suit particular... is what, she's, what
3: he's saying. Put on a suit and, and start taking the system suit. seriously, say, right?
5: Stop with the, no, the, uh, the secession nonsense. That's what I'm saying. Um, this is, if you, in fact, nah. if the free state project developed a plan... Sorry, bro. That not going to stop. ...was reasonable and it would work for everybody...
3: There's no central plan that's
5: gonna work here, dude. That-
3: you have to understand, and I'm sure you do, which is probably one of the reasons why you left, apparently, is that you can't centrally plan freedom. You can't, you certainly can't centrally manage libertarians. They're gonna do what they want Look, to do.
5: Decentralization isn't chaos. And you can have a decentralized plan. Bitcoin is a thing. It's not decentralized. It's not one person wanting money to be this thing and one person wanting money to be that thing. Bitcoin is a thing and it is decentralized. I don't agree. I don't think you can have a
2: decentralized plan. Anarchy is certainly the mother of order. But that's not because a bunch of anarchists are sitting around planning on how things go. It's because each individual is just doing what they think is best. And that creates this net effect.
3: Rob's on the line in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Rob. Hey, so uh, a guy from
0: Maine called in earlier. I think his name was Robert. He was, they were talking about, you know, sludge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to say that over in Vermont, Monument Farms Dairy is one of 12 farms in Vermont that take place, uh, that take part in a program called Cow Power. The program is which it's run the uh, utility company like Green Mountain Power uh, takes cow manure and turns
2: it into power. We heard about one of these the, the, yeah. not in Vermont, manure, yeah. but it was in a different country or something. And it's yeah, Sweden. Yeah, they did it with horse manure there. It's so like what... a good way of recycling, but I don't think it was like efficient.
1: You know what they need to do, Rob, and I've said this. This I said this is the last time we had this conversation. They need to take the cow manure the, and they need to use it on crops. Like it should be, and they need to take human sludge, and instead of putting it on our food, they need to use it to do this these power programs. Call it human okay. power.
3: Exactly.
1: Okay. Was that all you were calling about? Now, today? how? Now, how? I haven't looked into these. Uh, I, I think I would think that my boss would have already lambasted me with all this because she's all green like that. Uh, I haven't heard. I have never heard of this. I knew they were putting human sludge on your food, but. Uh, This is new. Do you know anything about how well they're doing or are they just are just a money grab?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, it could be just a money grab. But but, I mean, who knows? You know, I'm just sort of finding this out. But I think it's an interesting concept, though.
3: It looks like, by the way, in Vermont, uh, the current governor, Phil Scott, is running away with it with uh, 73 percent against the democrat there so vermont the uh the left hard left state of vermont once again electing a republican governor he must be kind of a left-leaning republican I mean,
2: the, vermont's very similar to new hampshire so i wouldn't expect a whole lot of rhyme or reason to the way that vermont votes just like you don't get a whole lot mm-hmm. in the way that new hampshire votes
3: and they're electing democrats to uh the state or the not state but the to their senate and house seats in the u.s as well it looks like vermont is yeah let's go to uh, major Payne on the line in michigan go ahead major
0: Hey. Um well let's start off with uh why we should all be scared of G5. I I will enlighten the area on that later. Uh, the G5 network.
3: Okay, 5G. Okay, <laughs> got it. What about I I,
0: I don't I don't want to talk about that cuz I don't I know you're not going to give me time to do everything I want to do here. No, uh, I don't I'm have gonna time. Gonna talk about the the uh what Conan was talking about, the fire retardants, military PFAS. Mm-hmm. That's where this all comes from.
3: It comes and, from the military?
0: An uh, article I heard, uh, I don't know, about six months back, where Mark McDonald's and all these fast food restaurants were getting a insurance reduction for taking all their paper products, which could be massively flammable, and spraying it with this grease-coating PFAS. Pretty much the same damn thing. Military has been using this stuff for um, training to put out simulated fires on airports. I live about 20 miles away from the biggest damn military installation in northern Michigan. And there are all kinds of wells infected with this PFAS. And as far Mm -hmm. as the plastic bottles go, if it's set in the sun, it will leach into the water. Just the drinking. So
1: uh, and and yeah, of course and of course there. they a lot of a lot of municipalities incinerate their trash, so they're just turning it into ash, and of course it's it's leaching right into the ground into the water. So there's no way around this. There's really we're we're doomed.
0: <laughs> well, potash used to be a valuable commodity when it was from straight up wood, wood, carbon, mm-hmm. and ash. Potash is a valuable crop commodity.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree with Conan on this one. I mean, it, it sounds like it's everywhere. So if it's... I mean, we're doomed. So why even stress about it? I mean, the damage is stressed. done. Yeah. We're not going to get rid of the millions upon millions of plastic bottles that are scattered throughout you know, the ditches and the landfills and the ocean and wherever they happen to be. So, I mean, it's just... Even if we stopped consuming them today, the damage is done, and uh, they last forever, so we're screwed. Let's just ride this one out well i
1: i was I really don't feel that I'm more of an optimistic than to say that we're just doomed, and I know I was going to go lay down and die' uh, I mean, here's <laughs> well, a pro- I mean it you you have to start somewhere mm-hmm. I've lived on my property for ten years around. I'm still digging up trash I have other ways of drinking water I have mm-hmm. plenty of mason jars
2: i I'm not saying you don't, but we don't know that.
1: That's bad for you we well, there are studies that they've done on animals, and of course they've they've when it comes to any type of animal study and they've and they're testing a product on them they go they go overboard right and the animal has a side effect, and of course they come out the fDA or whoever's doing the study, and they're like, this is a toxic chemical, and we need to have we need to let the people know that this is something that shouldn't be consumed and of course here are some of the here are some of the harmful effects it could interfere with your hormonal system or the the endocrine disruptors. It interferes with the reproductive system of developing fetus. Uh, It impacts the immune system and may have links to reduced responses of vaccines in children Uh, promotes the development of certain cancers, especially in the kidneys, uh, liver uh, in the testicular area. So those are just some of the, Uh, uh, harmful effects that have been recognized from pumping rats or whatever full of these things. Uh, Who knows, you know, whether smaller doses are uh, not something we have to ever worry about. That's, you know, I mean,
2: that's exactly it. If I ate, you know, 50 pounds of chocolate, I would probably die. But that doesn't mean that chocolate in and of itself is poisonous.
1: Correct. Water and uh, you can you could drown yourself drinking too much water. Ah, uh, you can mm. you can burn yourself out consuming too much oxygen. If you stay out in the sun all day. You could you know get some good cancer burn. So yeah, there's there. It's always uh, in in small doses. You know, we humans have a have a, have the ability to walk these things off because I mean we are you know exposed to lots of toxic elements. Uh, and it's not just synth- synthetic, man-made things, but it's lots of living things sure. too. That uh, we're
3: fairly resilient. Correct. We have
1: we have something called an immune system. But by the way, uh, hasn't been has been um, uh, has been hasn't had the greatest two years, I would say. So maybe this is you know synthetic, man-made things might be more of a problem in 2023 than they were 10 years ago even though the numbers of them haven't really increased? Who knows? I mean, this is just something to consider. Also, like I said before, consider that these people are obviously biased. They're lobbyists. This is an EU company or or a department, and they want to get rid of these products, which a lot Mm -hmm. of people in this this globe have become dependent on. And it would really, if you were to take oil product away from us, human beings, at this stage in our development— it would really cause issue with where we're at right now. But I have no doubt that these people are depopulationists, and it's all they're all in favor of eliminating billions of the population and getting it down to 500 million or whatever these Davos elites want. I have no doubt. And the first thing they do is they get rid of oil, oil-created product and, of course, the food that we eat, which is cattle.
3: Let's look at some of the uh, the senatorial races, according to Politico, that has a handy little map that I can just mouse over here. Our uh, friend Jeremy Kaufman, the candidate for the Libertarian Party, who really made a, uh, really a lot of, uh, I think, impact with some of his political ads, that he uh, were very creative. We played them on the air, very funny stuff, got passed around a lot online. Unfortunately, it didn't translate into much in reality with only 2.1%. Voting for him with only eighteen percent of the precincts reporting in, and he didn't do much better or worse than some of the other libertarian candidates. Although some libertarian candidates did fairly well, uh, there is a candidate in South Dakota at three point nine percent. Lesnar in.
2: I mean, to give you a measure of the Libertarian Party, though, we're looking at three point nine percent. and Go, man, that's pretty that's a good. Lot, yeah, well, there's
3: one in uh, Arkansas, Cates, that's got with twenty six percent of the vote in right now. 8.9%. Uh, so almost. That's broke actually in, pretty good. Almost broke into the double digits, and there is one of them that I spotted that did have uh, did break into the double digits. I don't know where that one went to, but it is in there somewhere. Some guy named Sophocleus ran under the Libertarian Party ticket in Alabama. Sophocles? Uh, Sof- is- no, it's spelled Cleus, S-O-P-H-O-C-L-E-U-S, like maybe the southern version of Sophocles, like Cleus yeah. or Cletus or something Cletus. like that. Cletus, Sophocles. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, some libertarians here doing about your typical libertarian percentage of 1% to 2%, uh, 3.6% for the guy in Indiana, Sinyak. So just all over the map, basically. As it makes far me as-
2: so sad that these people put so much effort into things, because yeah. you got to put a lot of effort to get 3% in one of these places. And yet they they could achieve so much more if they would stop wasting time wherever they happen to be.
3: Maybe there wasn't a libertarian with more than 10%. I don't know. We'll see as uh, as things shake out. Of course, uh, some people are curious about how things went in New York, the biggest, the most evil of all the states, the number 50 when it comes to freedom. New York, how did they do, as well, you might Larry predict? Larry Sharp couldn't
2: even get on the ballot, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, why Sharp. would anyone watch that? He
3: couldn't even get on the ballot. Literally Larry Sharp, who from what I can tell is an excellent candidate. He seems to be very well-spoken. He's got a Marine Corps background, so he's got that military thing that, that people like. Right? You know, and, uh, and he seems to be pretty principled. I mean, I've not paid close attention to him, but every now and then I'll see what he posts online, and I like it. Uh, and then I see him posting like... Write in my name, and and there's this big write-in campaign for Larry Sharp. They're trying to get to 130,000 write-in votes. Good Lord. And it's like, (laughs) I looked, I just, when I saw that 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 was their goal, I went and I looked to see what their previous results were when he was actually on the ballot, and they didn't even crack 100,000.
2: I I would be surprised if they got 5,000 write ins. That would be amazing.
3: Yeah. So, and and if we ever, you know, you're not going to see that in the mainstream reporting at all, right? Like, to to Politico's credit, they are actually reporting on the libertarians, like on the main map. If you hover over a state where there's a libertarian, you actually do see uh, the libertarian results. So, kudos to them for being treated
2: like a third, like an actual third party party. that's pretty good. Yeah.
3: So uh what else do you need to know here tonight of course the uh, the florida state race it looks like desantis this you know the big uh, oh the big hero of the right he's the new he's golden back. boy yeah he's back he's he seems to have secured his win but in new york state it is the incumbent kathy hochel that's the woman that took over you remember during covid the uh thug that they had in there what was his name cuomo he ended up leaving because he touched somebody's butt or whatever, some he, kind of sexual yeah, harassment. Yeah, that thing. was a
1: straight-up uh, way to get away from the 15,000 old people he killed.
3: Why don't people like Shane Hazel and people like uh, Larry Sharp, these excellent candidates for the Libertarian Party, migrate to New Hampshire, where they can then run as a Republican or a Democrat— or if they feel like you know losing, run as a Libertarians. Don't get me wrong; I'm a life member of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, and I, I do appreciate them, and and I think they're they they serve their purpose, which you know unfortunately in this case they can't even claim to be the spoiler in the Senate race because Don Bolduc lost so hard. He the uh, the the general that we talked about extensively last week, who attacked one of our co-hosts, uh, <laughs> Joa, from breaking the flaw. And then the right wing media covered for him and acted like that never happened, yep. acted like Bolduck was the one that was attacked. I don't think it mattered as far as whether or not he was going to win or lose this thing. So I at least we don't lost. have
1: to hear that argument for the next month that the Libertarians spoiled, spoiled yeah. Bolduck's no, chance not even of winning. Bolduck
3: is only at 39% uh, percent versus Maggie Hassan's nearly 59%. So Jeremy Coppin with a 2% difference there.
1: Hmm. so i'm just okay.
2: happy i'm never gonna have to watch any of the for at least two years i don't have to watch any more political ads on the internet i'm, One I'm year, looking forward to that
1: nine months you have nine months of free free time and then they're going to be in full right, swing trump's announcing yeah, uh, 24 uh, it's gonna be a big year
3: yeah
2: if yeah it, but next not... year is 2023 not 2024
1: and i'm saying you have nine months they of freedom start the
2: primary in 2023
1: not only, maybe yeah. not even nine. You have all right, You have you have you have three months off. Trump is, and then and then they're going full campaign.
3: Maybe I mean Trump's literally announcing next week, so I mean he's going to get get this thing ramped up soon. But Ari, right, you,
1: you have saying. you have five days. The signs <laughs> are going to come down.
3: At least the signs are going to come down for a little while. Yeah, that much. Yeah, is, the signs uh, will, will the come down. The
2: ads will stop playing. Everything will. People will forget. Sununu is
3: back uh, the Republican for apparently a fourth term here in New Hampshire. But Good Lord, not, everyone, don't they have term limits?
1: No. For governor? They do not.
3: No. Uh, but they but he didn't win by as much as he did last time around according to Ballotpedia. He pulled 65% of the vote in the last yeah. election in 2020. Well, he
1: he pulled some stunts during the COVID. He did. He locked us down. He pissed the people, people off, and, and uh, there, I, there was some backlash But for it doesn't sure.
3: look like those people uh, voted for the Libertarians if they voted at all uh, in this race, because Sununu uh, is close to 53%. So he, he, he's, he won it, but not by as much. Yep, good. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
4: So <clears throat> there's three strategies Libertarians can use in order to do something. One is, uh, like you said, move to uh, New Hampshire. Yep.
3: That's if they uh, want to win.
4: There are other strategies like move out of uh, some other country. There's flag theory, you know, get a bunch of uh, different, uh, uh, you know, Prospera, for example, in uh, somewhere in uh, the Honduras.
1: Road, yep. Road yep. Time. Co uh, host Mark Edge is currently trying that strategy.
4: Yeah, but I mean, if people are
2: going to move somewhere, I would rather move to somewhere where there's, you know, infrastructure. Electricity, internet, these sorts of things. People. So other countries
3: do have uh, do have internet. I mean, yeah, but
2: it. I mean, some of these some of these places, some of these projects that we've heard about, they they don't have these things. On like, hey, we found this scrap of land that no one's living at. Come help us build a society. We, and I'm we, like,
1: we found this swamp that no one yeah, wants. Like, Check back, what, back yeah. with
4: me when you have Wi-Fi.
2: What's, what, what, what's the, the third? third
1: strategy?
4: The third strategy is to go online. So there's this thing called the Network State, Uh, Balaji uh, Srinivasan. He was one of the people in um, Andresen uh, Horowitz's Venture Capital Fund. He's funding some of these things, including Prosper. So the Network State is a book that he wrote, uh, essentially building online communities uh, that could um, essentially, eventually become countries, issue their own passports or whatever. And the idea is that, uh, you know, something I'm doing with uh, Cubics. And also Intercoin, having your own communities. So crypto is, in my opinion, one of the most successful projects by libertarians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, because it transcends national borders, just like the web. It there was one I was help.
3: thinking of. Uh, if Captain Kickass were here, he would know the name of it. But there is a, there is already one of these sort of international nation things that's out there. And that is a crypto uh, currency based thing and I'm sorry I don't remember the name of it but this has actually already been done from what I understand I don't know what level of success they've had obviously they're not being you know recognized as a nation and then of course you have Liberland which is an actual physical piece of property that is supposedly unclaimed by a government where they are setting up a, a one of these kind of international nation things these they do like they support cryptocurrency with liberland they're talking about issuing passports uh for citizenship there so they they are you know, still based in a piece of land, but it's a very small uh, piece of land, like basically an yeah, island in a swamp.
1: But this doesn't make any sense. I mean, so this is basically your virtual presence, your meta presence. Mm-hmm. But what do you do about your physical presence that's camped in front of the computer or the or is in the pod? Who's who were you?
3: You're wh- still screwed as long as you got a government. Now, you, now
1: you've got a now you got two governments to deal with. You got your virtual government, mm-hmm. and you got the one where you're living, where at your house.
3: You just listened to the new, extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at com, or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's Amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.